Hi, I'm Mindy Stern. I'm J.D. Cargill. And I'm Michelle Arego, and this is Friends Some and Then Some. We are three best friends who met over two decades ago working in L.A.'s local news scene, and we started this podcast to listen, learn, and laugh. How <laughs> do we laugh? On our journey to improving the midlife experience through the incredible power of friendship. And each week we rip back the curtain on midlife, handedly exposing the biggest issues facing middle-aged people, often by sharing the intimate details of our own lives and our friendship. Through expert guests and celebrity interviews, we offer friendship-based tips, tricks, hacks, and solutions to living your best midlife. We are Midlife AF and Flossom AH. So here we go. It's Friends Friend and then some. We're back. Run some and then some. That's so right. And this season is so three. exciting to be in well season three. Well underway. I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know. Hi, guys. I've, I always Thanks for joining you. us. This is my best part of my week is being with you guys. I know. It really We're is. back on. It's on, guys. It it's good. on. It feels so good to be back together again. And, you know. This is our third. Or f- I can't even know what I don't know where we are in the season right now, but um, but every week it just feels like it gets better and better. It and does. It does. Nearing the holidays, we're in the holidays spirit. And can I again once emphasize, just because I've said it before, how awesome these seats are that we're sitting in. <laughs> I love these seats. Mindy did just, gift us new yeah. seats. Can't get oh, I know. A show, I know. Though. My butt is can't, very happy. I like to keep talking about how uh, we were in these. So for I'm, two seasons, we sat on these hard, <laughs> really. Tiny, um, unforgiving, like half my, my butt cheeks hung over the sides. <laughs> it was like sitting on a bicycle seat. So, and anyway. then Mindy tries to say, "Oh, JD, I'm sending you a present. I'm sending you a gift." <laughs> I said, "I'm sending the studio a gift." Uh huh. Yeah, it was her. That's butt. how she I roll. Whatever I get, gift. my friends, I'll get to use myself. But that's fine. She always this gives you a gift line. I can't wait she to share hopes it. You Just won't don't fit get too in, so she Mindy. can take it back. <laughs> we don't want to get okay, too comfortable. Guilty. We want to be, that's that's the whole the whole thinking behind those hard chairs was stay alert, stay oh, on well, top of it. It, it did keep me alert. Exactly. It's like a, <laughs> I'm so well, excited about today. today. Yeah, me today too. Is I, this amazing. Is, you know what? I can't think of a better person to have here as we head into the end of the year because this is the year. This is when you start like looking inward and saying, okay, how do I want to redefine my next year? Because it's coming up. The resolutions, the new start, the new beginning. We've been through two years of I would have to say he double hockey stick, mm-hmm. and it's time to get you know get some pucks get the puck out of here with that H-E double <laughs> hockey feeling, stick. You're feeling the hockey I'm feeling sports. You yeah. recently Mindy's went to oh, a yeah. hockey game and she's all about oh, yeah. it. She's on the ball, yeah. isn't she? Would no, you? it's a puck, puck, honey. No, it's a puck. Mm. Yeah. Sports. sports ball. Sports ball. <laughs> Insert shrug emoji here. Score. Goal. Well, we're going to set some goals today because well, I'm really excited to talk to you. We have Kirsten Jones with us, you guys, and she hosts a podcast called Hashtag Raising Athletes. She also is an author and a peak performance sports parenting sports coach. Wow. So that I know it's a, lo- a loaded thing, but it's a very it's a lot of intelligence niche in there. opportunity that you can't. It's like a billion dollar industry, right? right? Uh, um, that youth athletes, millions, youth literally, athletics, tens of millions of people, probably. And yeah. um, she started out as, well. She's a former Hall of Famer. D1 volleyball player for, from out. William and Mary and she spent 14 years for working for Nike. She traveled the world. She was based in Europe for many years and now she's back in LA and really making a difference for parents and athletes and bridging that gap of intention 
ability, and what more of a metaphor for life when you're teaching and raising your kids? Sports is really an opportunity. Sure. People think it's all about athletics. It's not. Yeah. It's not. No. Everything it's so many and team aspects. sports, particularly too, is about. Uh, uh, raising a, a, human of a human being, being. Sure. collaboration working together way. teamwork exactly. taking a loss how to become a good and humble loser you know yeah. but to be honest you know well, what what was that? Caesar? Was that, that was my that was, was my sports history right there that. in a nutshell <laughs> what does caesar <laughs> always humility. say the dog whisperer he, oh. he says he uh you he rehabilitates dogs but he teaches humans like something like i can't well, let's get totally this woman on let's get her on she's uh, on the wings the poor thing. Need help she that's some... what i was trying to say kirsten, I think someone... kirsten jones <laughs> Woo! welcome to friends of anensome <laughs> and now taking the field kirsten yeah. <laughs> jones in the center screen we said we wouldn't give a long introduction but, but we just did literally can't i can't Sorry. help not to because we were said let's tell your own story but exactly. no we had to we just we're we're like natural hype men you know we're mm. always so jazzed about who we have on the show and thank you for coming i got the most inspirational on my team you know like team player i was on the bench a lot so i was like yeah oh i, I was really mascot good. my senior year in high school <laughs> no yeah so i forgot about that oh i have a little sports history uh, what, what was, were they donkeys <clears throat> oh, people sorry. often ask jd the why donkeys. did you move to the couch what was wrong with the desk <laughs> Now you know. He's over there. So, know. Kirsten, what did, fill in the blanks. What did we miss in your introduction? And where are you mostly in the current moment? I know you're writing a book right Mama. now. And so you're give us a deep dive into your world and how you got here. Well, thank you for having me on. I love people with the mojo that you guys have. Um, it, this is so up my alley around talking about, and I love the timing of this, you know, as you let, uh, led into the goal setting and everything as we start a new year, even though that's kind of a misnomer, but we yeah. like to set goals in the beginning of the year for some reason, but we can set goals at any time of the year. My whole reason for being kind of came through, I played sports all my life. I played basketball and volleyball. Then as you mentioned, I played in college. Um, and then when I graduated with my Japanese degree and decided I didn't want to go at being six feet tall and blonde, didn't want to go live in Japan, I moved to Eastern Europe, <laughs> where my parents were very excited about, um, and ended up meeting a gorgeous guy in an Irish pub from Eugene, Oregon. Who Which pub was that? <laughs> I went to school down there. I probably was in that pub. No, in oh, I thought you said in, in Eugene, Oregon. He's from Oregon. Eugene, Oregon. Oh, well, there's He's lots from- of pubs in Eugene. Come on. <laughs> He's from Eugene. Got it. I met him in Budapest. Oh, got and, it. And uh, we both joined Nike uh, and worked for Nike for almost 15 years, living, like you said, all over the world, which was an amazing experience. Um, and my last job at Nike was, I worked in global footwear, but my last job was running a program we call Product Creation University, where I taught design, development, product marketing from all different levels of the business. Wow. How do we come up with great ideas? How do we storytell? How do we collaborate? What are the things that help us reach peak performance? And as I was teaching and writing curriculum and um, getting to facilitate that, I was like, oh, I love that moment when you have that aha moment of, oh, wow, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I yes. kind of think that's when I got the idea that I really wanted to be a motivational speaker and a peak performance coach. So it was several years after I left Nike um, and we were living in different places that I got my certification. And, and then as I'm raising my three kids who are now 21, 18, and 15, and they're becoming athletes, 
Um, and everything I've, I've kind of done is, has been through that lens of sport. And as you all mentioned, which is dead on, it's a $20 billion industry, the oh, sports industry. It's yeah. larger than the NFL. Yeah. Yet we have so many parents that are sure that their kid is the next LeBron James, is the next Serena Williams, is the next whatever, Abby Wambach. And most of us, our kids are not going to even play in college. You know, pre-COVID, the numbers were less than 7% will play D1, D2, D3. Nowadays, it's probably closer to 3 to 4% because you have this transfer portal issue where kids are allowed to stay and reclassify. So it's even harder to yeah. get into college to play sports right now. So it really has become that harder? what my and what I'm writing the book about and what I have the podcast about and what I speak about is what are the tools, what are the things we want our kids to learn? Because sports teaches so many amazing lessons. Mm -hmm. What are the lessons we want them to get? Grit, resilience, gratitude, learning how to pay it forward, learning how to win, learning how to lose. Because those are the life lessons yep. that you're going to use throughout your life. And right now it might be about making the middle school hockey team, but in five years, six years, seven years, it's about dealing with that first professor that you don't like, mm -hmm. or it's about, you know, three or four years past that, it's about getting a job. Yes. So I think there are so many lessons that we parents are getting in our own way of, and I'm as guilty of it. So I think we teach what we need to learn. Um, and how can we get out of their way? It's their journey now. Yes. Let them drive the ship. Let them decide, tell you what they want. Um, versus this top-down, oh, I know, I know a lot the answer, of my kid's the best, and we're going to, you know, we're going all the way to the NBA or NHL yeah. or whatever. I listened to one a child. Of oh, totally. I listened to one of her podcasts, and she was said something that was so profound. She goes, you know, the only person you pick in your life is your spouse. Everyone else is given to you. Oh, your huh. children, wow. your parents, your bosses, and you I know, you like guys. guys, I your coaches you guys. No, I in particular. Pick you. I, I, I did hired your family. Pick, yeah, but I you your friends. As far as your family, your friends. Goes, so add that to your list. But what to her point was, you're going to get bad coaches. You're yeah. going to get bad neighbors, mixed and bad things. <laughs> but if you teach your kids how to get through it, because mm -hmm. you're going to get a bad boss. Yeah. Are you going to quit every job? Are you going to quit every team? And like you said, teaching them how to lose, it's way better to teach a kid how to lose than how to win, right? Speaking Mindy, of that, I front. have a question. What do you think my question is? What is your opinion on participation oh, trophies? God. Oh, Lord. She has a real I issue. I have an with issue that. with this. I bring it up all the time. I want to know your opinion. I actually want to hear this. Participation trophies are for the parents because the parents want validation that they've spent all this money, they've spent all this time, they need to feel like they're, yes! it's important to them. Okay. It has nothing to do with who your kid is. We shouldn't be doing tunnels. We shouldn't be, you know, cheering excessively. In fact, if you're, if you're going to your kid's match and they are more interested in watching you than they are in playing the game. That's the number one sign that they're playing for the wrong reason. Yes. They need to be, it needs to be intrinsically driven. It needs, it should be something that they want to do. If mm -hmm. you show up, great. If you can't make it, no big deal. Right. But this is not about getting the participation trophy. Mm -hmm. This is about, I'm getting curious about who I may become. And is it going to be a slam dunk all the time? Is it going to be easy? No, no. but I'm going to be, I'm going to learn how to push through the discomfort and if I really want to get onto the next team and I really want to get better, then what can I do? What's in my, within my control? And I've got a list of those things that you can do that will help you get better. 
You know what? That was well said and yeah. probably the best response we've ever gotten yep, to the, the 25 times Mindy's <laughs> asked our guests about participation trophies. I have an issue and I sit there and I'm like, but it is about the parents and you probably are guiding the parents more than, than the kids because you're like, well, how do the kids just have it figured out? And it's the parents that need more adjusting, right? Because they, they're parents so in love with their child. They're delusional. There's some issues there. Um, you had mentioned Amy Wabak. I heard one of her when she became a stepmom and she was so invested in her kids' soccer games and she realized she was a yeller. Oh. And I... Old yeller. I... I Full confession. <laughs> You're I'm, a yeller. I'm a passionate sideline person. Oh, mm-hmm. if you wouldn't have imagined that. Passionate has a lot of substitute um, words for it these but, days. <laughs> but her tip was bring lollipops. Oh, so suck it and shut. Suck a lollipop suck it while shut. you're at your kid's game. This is tip number one. Okay, that's funny. And it reminds you, shut your mouth. Shut your Focus mouth. Focus on the lollipop. And don't Should yell we bring lollipops to next embarrass time we go your kids? kids. I have so many yeah. jokes right now, but they're not appropriate. What is your, what is your advice to to that parent, the yellow? Well, or take a walk. I mean, I've yeah. had to take a walk before. My, you know, my kid wasn't the best athlete. She made a good team, and she wasn't she wasn't playing at all. And I could see how frustrated she was. I was one of the kids that kind of always got chosen first, Red Rover, Red Rover, whatever the, the sport was. So it was hard for me to relate. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go outside now. Whether it's distract yourself, women were good with this. We just talked to the person next to us. Yep. Or is it go take a walk? Is it bring a lollipop? Sit on your hands? Find other ways. But if you're so focused on giving feedback to the kids, they can't they can't focus on what they're supposed to do. No. Let the coach coach. No. You be the parent. And you're literally there, as our good friend Asia says, the six words, the only six words your kid needs to hear. Uh, let's say I it love to watch, watch you play. play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Period. to watch you play. That's all you need to say. That is That's it. That's the car ride home. So yes. I have a question. Another yeah, question. The whole way. Um, I saw an interview with a gentleman who, he was a father, a tennis coach he coached coached two twin girls this wasn't the Williams sister's dad but it was another father who had two professional tennis players I can't remember his name but he one thing that stuck out that he said is that they never celebrated the highs too high or the lows too Mm. low it was like hey you did your best did you do your best great job not oh my god that was the most amazing win ever do you feel like a hero are you the best oh my god and the lows were not like you know it was just like hey great job did you do your best or do you do you do you apply that and you, you absolutely nailed it. What is your best? What you're, you're asking for them to do what is their best, whether it's in academics, whether it's in, it's, it's the effort that they're giving, not who is the best. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to be the best at whatever you do. Missy Franklin, the, you know, 12-time Olympic swimmer, gold swimmer, she, she talked about, I focus on the wall. That's the only thing I have control over. If I'm worried what's happening in lane four or lane Ah. two, it's not relevant. And we get so caught up in, well, what is she doing? And what is he Mm -hmm. doing? And and they've got a trainer and they're paying extra. And this is, and I'm, you know, with this FOMO that parents have. And and then the kids get because they're feeling like they're being left behind. Mm -hmm. Hey, Kirsten, I've got a question. You know, there's a lot in the news these days about, um, about sports at the college level being uh, athletes at the college level being able to finally get endorsed and receive mm-hmm. sponsorship and some payment for the use of their name or likeness or social media. I think they can even do a uh, cameos where you can get paid to like leave someone a voicemail. Um, what is your take on that in relationship to children? Cause you earlier you said, you know, every kid wants to be LeBron James or uh, Serena Williams. Yeah. 
But now something they can also aspire to is just make it to college good enough and you can maybe get some cash. Is that influencing children's sports at all? I mean, it's, it's so interesting. I think this is one of those evolving issues. And had you asked me this three or four years ago, I would have been, I'm so against that. That's not, you know, we shouldn't be professionalizing it. <laughs> the reality is it's happening. It's happened. Um, and what I'm seeing now is particularly for women, it's helping. Like there's some girls that are never going to go to the WNBA or even if they do go to the WNBA, they make so little money. They've got to go play in Europe or yeah. somewhere mm-hmm. else in order to make a living. So this is going to give you know, some lower level, lower level being women that are kids that aren't getting going to get huge contracts to actually be able to, you know, make some money. off. And of they're it. influencers now in ways they never were. They have exposure exactly. like, I mean, before you if you had to, to be get the best, you were never going to get famous unless you did get into professional exactly. sports. Now people are famous before they're 12 years old. You know, we have the access to get famous mm-hmm. and, and renowned. And, and I think there's a big responsibility to it that that's a whole nother I show. I think it's a good yeah. thing. I, yeah. I, I think it's a good thing because it does make a wider availability to and also for let's uh, let's admit too that kids who are struggling or parents who maybe didn't get the full scholarship or the kid didn't reach their peak until sophomore year but their parents can't pay these are kids that will be able to be taken to another level without worrying about money or availability and also um the colleges have been profiting Mm -hmm. They've been getting all this money mm. on their stars and, and the fact that they're division one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time that they invest in the kids. That's yeah. that's my opinion. Yeah, I think you're going to see some really cool stories out of it. And I think you're going to also see some sad stories where, again, you're going to yeah. get heavily yeah. involved and mm-hmm. my kid's the best. And, and, you know, like the college scandal. Yeah, (laughs) that's when it went to an extreme. Yeah, I think it will, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And that's what, you know, people will see the money signs and they'll think, you know, here's my opportunity to make the next Macaulay Culkin for sports, you know, which you saw how that story went. And if colleges and universities had just been more transparent about Mm -hmm. how all that money is used and spent, it might have made us all feel a little bit better you know because yeah. the we i think the, w- the way i feel about it i don't know i don't know what all the unintended consequences are going to be of monetizing college for athletes but in that way there are there are going to be some though mm-hmm. i think some of them really great um but i feel like what happened was so many people started to feel like billions and billions were going into these endowments and we don't know how that money's being used if it, if it had been public and they had said from the money that these mm-hmm. stars are raising in ticket sales we have been able to give 4,000 new students this year in education. Yeah. So all that money went to education. Right. Then I feel like it would have been a little bit more, you know, but I I do think that it it just felt greedy. It felt like colleges were profiting off the talent of these star athletes and not sharing the wealth. Well, there you go. Boom. That's my opinion. Boom. We've all done there it. Go. So <laughs> I, a, a question on regarding, say, say you're a parent that has a child that is just has no athletic ability or okay, Mindy, I'm an adult. You do not talk to my mom anymore. Okay. <laughs> I don't need any more advice. We both. You don't need to shame that one. There's that one sideline kid. But, um, you know, do you encourage parents to have them try or do you just let them be? Or Because sports, I believe sports are so good to develop so many skills for adapting and and, and your daughter's moving in about lacrosse the world. now, right? My daughter's in lacrosse and volleyball and tennis. They're doing, you know, they're doing that. Um, and they were in gymnastics. I mean, I, I've seen good things with my kids being in sports. I think it's great. But, you know, like, what what do you say to the parents who are like, my kids are never going to play sports? Like, how do you develop those skills? And what other options do you suggest from your position as a sports person? 
that believe so wholeheartedly in it. Yeah, well, so one of my favorite Nike ads actually came out in 1995, and it was called If You Let Me Play, and it was about girls and playing sports and that you're less likely to get breast cancer, you're less likely to marry a man who beats me, and less likely to get depression and anxiety. And so sports, it should not be about this end goal of playing in high school or college, but it should be about the opportunity to move your body, to learn new skills, to challenge yourself. And like I, I coach actually little nine-year-old girls and um, there was a dad last year, I've actually coached his daughter for two years, who played lacrosse at Boston, Boston College, who's an actor and he's like really into it and he really wants his daughter to be good. And she's just not that into it and she's not that interested and it kills him. And he's like, you know, and she comes up to me during practice, how much more time? How much more time? Oh, <laughs> you know, heartbreaking picking daisies than playing volleyball. And what I said to him is, I go, don't, but but let's try something else. So she's constantly, as most little kids are, doing their TikTok videos mm-hmm. in the background. Uh-huh. So maybe she should be dancing. Like, right. you know, try a dance class. But I think there's something for everybody. And again, not with the ultimate goal of my kid's going to go pro or my kid's even going to play through high school. But what we know is girls who play sports past the age of 13 are more likely to be active as an adult. And what you're looking for is good for both boys and girls, particularly during COVID, over 70% of kids pivoted during COVID. And you know, they quit their sport, they changed their sport, they dropped out of sports altogether. We wanna keep them active because we know kids being active lowers cortisol levels, Mm -hmm. lowers stress, lowers anxiety. And again, I'm talking about you want to go be a rock climber. You know, one friend whose son just wasn't in any team sports. Well, does it, oh, we find that he actually loves to go. You don't have to nature. be in nature. You, you can be in I nature. Love, what I love. You can do a lot of different things. Best. Surfing. Yeah. Ah, any my oh yeah, Brooke picked surfing, up surfing too. Yeah. But she loves it. I think the thing I love best about sports is you're not on a phone when you're competing or playing. Yes. That you are literally so in present. The moment. Mm-hmm. You're so in the moment. I think that's a beautiful thing about sports is mm-hmm. that whatever sport you're doing, you are so fully present. You almost can't be anywhere else or else you could get hurt. And it's such a great lesson for like you said, over spilling over into life, just to be so present in a moment. So you talked a lot about curiosity versus ego. Can you tell us your concept of that and break it down for us? Because I love that. Curiosity is the key. Yeah. So I believe that as we grow, that that there is no finish line in life. There is no, we're trying to get to here. Happiness is an inside job and Mm -hmm. happiness comes from putting yourself out there. And P.S., usually when we learn, actually 99.9% of the time we learn something, it's because it didn't go the way we wanted yes, it to. Yes, amen. So encouraging a growth mindset, which is Carol Dweck's book, which is an amazing book, and she talks a lot about how do we, you know, a lot of us, 80% of us come out thinking, well, I'm not good at math, and I'll just never be good at math, and that's the way the world works. When really, if you think, gosh, if I apply this and what tools can I have and how can I help to get better at any skill set, just because you're not born that way, most of us don't come out with just fully developed human being. You know, I, I love the joke, which we talk about with with little kids. It's not like when your, your kid first starts learning to walk and they don't stand up right away and you think, well, that's never going to happen. Gonna, you know? Get up. Get up. You can do it. He's going to be a sitter yeah. for the rest of the You're 11 months old. He's done. He's done. Oh, come on. You got it. You can do it. Right. We're so encouraging. Right. Yeah. When other things happen, well, she's not very, not a very good dancer or she doesn't have a good voice. Like, oh. 
what what so are you going to be curious about that you're willing to go through you know getting up on stage and doing karaoke or getting up on stage and trying your hand at a stand up routine or you know trying something that's outside of your comfort zone you yeah. know when we grow yeah. is when we do something that we're a little uncomfortable with and we use that saying to. here all the time curiosity yeah. is the antidote to judgment yeah. You know, if you immediately come out of the gates thinking you know what's going on with somebody, yeah. just step back and be curious. Maybe you'll have a different perspective on it. Yeah. This is a really great chat. You know, that question that you asked about what do you do when kids maybe aren't the best mm-hmm. at, at sports? I want to kind of go back to that. Kirsten, Kirsten, what do you say when kids like because you want them to play for passion? You don't want them to be looking into the audience, looking for mom and dad. I kind of grew up that way, like with, with um with academics. Mm-hmm. I was, it was more about getting good grades to impress my parents than it was about learning and being passionate about the subject matter. Um, what, where's that line in the sand between wanting to raise a child who gives something a shot, but then also realizing this is not their passion and they want their passion is video games or their passion is volunteer work or something else. It isn't athletic. So I believe you, you know, if you they, they say, they say, oh, I want to try horseback riding. Okay, great. And then you get three weeks into horseback riding. You're like, you know, I don't like horseback riding. Right. Well, we made a commitment. Yeah. Oh, I've said that so many times. We're, we're going to finish this season and then we can find something else. So in the meantime, let's, you know, again, be a little uncomfortable and figure out what can I do? I'm so sorry. Oh my, my God. I'm so excited that you have a dog right now. You have no idea. That's like the best part of this whole I have a puppy. moment. Oh my God, it's Joy. <gasps> Yay. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, so cute. She, she like knows that of course I'm videotaping, right? So, um, Cameo. That's right. She wants her five minutes. I want her to come um, back. Anyway, I, while you're in it, once you've made the commitment, they've signed up. At some point, they said yes. I mean, I would never say, tell your kid, I don't care. You hate soccer. You're playing soccer this year. Right. But when they show an interest in it, then yes, we'll sign up. And what can we learn from, wow, that was really interesting. What didn't you like about soccer? Right. Well, I don't like having to get up earlier. I don't really delve into it and see so what, that yeah. you can figure out what they do want. Because it's not about, well, I just get to sit here and play video games. Right. What are we going to be curious about? Do you want to take an art class? Do you want to, my, I have two sons who both love to make beats. So they, they spend all their time, you know, making music. I'm good with that. If you're being creative, you're not just absorbing, but you're actually creating something. I love that. Being curious and and being creative. Good luck raising a kid that doesn't find a passion if you give them enough things to try. Right. 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 That, yeah, that's that's you copping out as a parent. They'll yeah, figure I like giving your free you. your kids, teaching them that losing is okay, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure because you're a peak performance coach, so she's dealing with very high stakes. Yeah. So let's swing the pendulum back to those high stake kids who really believe everything's on the line mm-hmm. every game. That's a lot of pressure. freaking pressure. Yeah. How do you teach your kids how to lose? And probably just how do we teach the parents how to how to support how, that car that. ride home is so important. Yeah. As much as a game that is lost than a game that's won. Yeah, so two parts. So the the pressure that we're putting on them is so undue. I mean, it's kind of like saying, this is the only time at work that you're ever going to have this a presentation like this, and so you better nail it. Right. Yeah, this is the only presentation you're going to give today, but right. then you're going to have one next week and right. one in three weeks. And, you know, so just like them taking the SAT or them making this top team or them winning this medal – this isn't the only time you're going to have. This is a time. And how exciting that you get to have this opportunity. I say pre- pressure is a privilege. 
Ooh, so I you like obviously that. earned it because you put yourself in the right place to get to get this opportunity. So kudos to you. Now just lean into it and lean it, in. Whatever way it goes, you're gonna either win or learn or both. Right? Something good is gonna come out of it. It's I like that. It's not win or lose. It's win or learn. Win yes. or learn. Win or learn. I oh, like I that. that. I'm gonna change my oh. my vernacular. So many great phrases. I'm on it. I Happiness know. is an inside job. Winning is a what did you say? Win so, or learn. Win so or many learn. good nuggets. And or just learn. modeling behavior too. I, one of the things you talk about too is modeling behavior, where the, you know uh, parents need to they preach a lot, mm-hmm. but kids really watch more what you do than listen to what you say. Oh, yeah. And the one rule we have at our house is, you know, after the game, you can ask, do you want to talk about it? And no, like, no is no. Okay. All right. You want to get ice cream? All right. What, what else are we, what are we doing today? That's good. Let, let them be. Yeah. But we have all the answers. Oh, you know, ones that have played this sport are like, oh, no, 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 no. I know what you did wrong. And oh, see, that ref was awful. Thing. And that coach t- 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 took you out when he shouldn't. T- no. The last thing they want to hear. It's the last thing they need to hear. All right. Yeah. And if the next day they come to you and go, oh, actually, did you have some feedback for me? Well, you may want to think about this, this, and this. If they ask. If Most they of the ask. time, they've moved on. They're going, they're going out with friends. They've, you There's know, they want to go home and play games. They're, help they're over it. Some parents, parents can't just can't themselves. bite their tongue. They just want mm-hmm. to, they, they live through their child athlete mm-hmm. that they're like, that was me. This is what you got to do. This is what you got. That's so hard. It's not you. I'm running away from home. That's where that goes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and I find that interestingly enough, when you talk about peak performers, the, I have some friends who are former pro NFL, all American Olympians, and they're the ones that are leaning back the furthest. Wow. The ones that are like, Interesting. and you're like, wow, you're, you know, I thought you were such a, an amazing athlete and I'm surprised that you're not more invested. And they're like, I know how hard it is, mm. and if he or she wants it, it's got to be them. Right. They've got to figure it out. Can I be here to help support them? Yes, of course. But I can't want it more than they do. And if they don't, I'm good with that. Right. Uh, you know what? I have to go back to and reemphasize what you said l- earlier about commitments because um, that is to me so important. And I think that shows a, a life skill that a lot of people uh, uh, you know, choose like to just to back out when it gets hard. Um, and you know, we've always said this with our kids. You, my kids have said, I don't want to play this anymore. I don't want to play. I'm like, well, you committed to the team. We're going to finish mm-hmm. the season and then you can make a different choice. And for a parent to pull a child out mid season, it lets down the team. It lets down the child. It shows the kid quitting is an option. It doesn't, doesn't build endurance and resilience and perseverance. And I think it's so important for a parent to, keep the child, hold them accountable for that choice. Yes, we made this choice. We signed up for it. You know, maybe you didn't want it then, but we're here now. We're here now. So we finish. I'm just going to jump in for a second because it's not so black and white. I mean, Mm -hmm. what if a kid doesn't want to finish the sport because they're, they're, a doctor on set is touching them inappropriately. Like you have to have a conversation. That goes without saying. Well, but what you're saying is that every time some kid wants to drop out of something that no, you made this commitment. There's 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 a conversation that has to happen first. To fully understand because that's what I said before about curiosity. Sorry, I that would say that a kid wants to drop out just because they're lazy or not trying hard enough. Exactly. You have to kind of dig a little bit, be curious about all of their motives. And then if it's just because they're being lazy, be like, sorry, you made the commitment. We got to stick with it. No, I one hundred percent agree with that. I mean, yeah. it's an abusive situation. They're not speaking up and they're not talking. I mean, how or a million do you know, other you things. Know? They might yeah. just feel really awkward. Or I mean, I just I guess I come from a place team, where I was really awkward 
around boys, but also being closeted back then. There was all these, there's so much, there's so many layers of stuff right. that happens in sports where it was like, I don't think I could ever have been good because I was too worried about what people thought of me and how I was presenting myself and whether I was athletic enough, you know? And so I do think there's room for a big conversation anytime a child starts something new that they want to immediately quit. That's such a good point. And kids aren't necessarily hiding a truth. They may not be able to articulate mm -hmm. their truth yet They in real time, you know? So pressuring your kid, well, what is it? What's your problem? Well, what's going on? And they can't even process yet what what is uncomfortable for them yeah for sure safety is number one and if yeah there's any place where they're being harmed or feeling uncomfortable being there then for sure that's that's totally separate but many what you were talking about which i i have a story in the book of a kid who the parents moved him to four different high schools in four years in three different states wow hmm. And he's seven feet tall so he was going to play in college uh, anyway yeah what are what are you teaching your child when things get rough, bail. Yeah. We'll just go somewhere else. And I'm, I'm afraid that what he, what he, is his takeaway when he becomes an adult is, oh, well, if it's not, if it's not working, then it's not my fault. I right. don't have any culpability mm -hmm. in it. It's not, it's okay. I just go somewhere else. I think when and you get up to two that, or three high school switches, it's starting to become a little suspicious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do have friends, uh, one of my best best friends instead of twins identical twins London Layla shout out to you hope you guys are doing great um they were destined I thought to play in the WNBA they were the best female basketball stars of our high school and they felt so stunted because I, I grew up in a very small town in a place that did not have like top paid coaches and that's just where we grew up and so that was the sports coaching they were going to get in the public system and if they'd had the opportunity to switch to a high school or another way to train that was was going to help them grow those skills, faster, those natural yeah. talents faster and better. There's an argument there too, right? That if if a, if a student really has, or a student athlete has incredible potential. Oh, 100%. Maybe it's That's worth what moving the boarding them to a school, coach. you do yeah. or don't with the boarding schools where they hyper-focus on that particular sport. Like, you know, in, in hockey in particular, which is my kid's main sport, you know, they, they, they're like, oh, by 13 or if they're not in a boarding school by sophomore year, you know, they're I'll not making it to the NHL so track. True. It's like, what? There's too much focus <laughs> on like the ultimate, like just in mm -hmm. Hollywood and po politics, almost every industry, people are striving to be like the best in the business, right? Um, but to this day, and I'm we're in our, all in our mid-40s now, midlife, <laughs> um, the girls still look back, my twins, they still look back. And say, <laughs> whatever. Michelle just turned 50. 50 I'm already so in that road. And he's, like, being a, he's bragging. Yeah, he's just a child. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but they still think of it as a, a hardship. Like they think, what would have happened with our skills? I mean, to this day, those girls run like 5, 10 miles a day. Like they're so motivated. They they were the they just needed better, I think guidance. better guidance. Yeah. Well, I think that that is a unique. That's a different than uh, I think what we were talking about the quitting mid season or. Well, we, we didn't know why. She just said right. if your kid's switching multiple high schools, yeah, that's a maybe problem. But yeah, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, I see. You're sorry. I'm just saying wrong. the under again the curiosity thing, understanding why they're switching. Maybe before we judge them is better. You should watch McFarland USA with Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. It's about he go. He's a high. Uh, what is he? A track 
uh, coach cross country in particular. He goes to um, a really small town, mostly immigrants, immigrant farmers, oh, and yeah, he turns this right. immigrant farmer kids into star co- uh, cross country runners. It is such an amazing movie. I'm sure you have. Do you have a favorite a sports movie? List this is of a your, good question. Yeah, what's I your love, favorite? What is book your favorite and favorite movie favorite that's, movie inspiring sports film that you? have seen I I'm, I'm a Hoosiers fan oh, I yeah. mean, of course it's, it's so legendary and I grew up playing basketball I played more basketball and I didn't start playing volleyball till I was in high school because I grew up in a small town too actually in Montana and oh. we didn't even have big sky uh, we didn't have club volleyball we didn't have any of that so I was one of those late bloomers and you know similarly I kind of wondered had I could I have played at a higher level had right. I started earlier but it's one of the one of the things that drew also drove me was because I was like, oh, I don't I didn't have all the, you know, the club sports all year round. And I didn't start playing volleyball until I was 15. So it, it happened helps to sure uh, motivate you. There to. you are with all those folks that did. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What does that say about your talent? Right. All right. So book favorite book. Favorite book. Ooh, I read. So uh, do you read a lot with a mind? Um. I'm reading all these parenting books. Right of course now. you are. Well, let's get to it. I'll tell you what my favorite word. book is. The upcoming hashtag oh, empowering yeah. athletes. What's it called? No, that's her podcast. <laughs> so y'all, her podcast oh, is hashtag raising athletes. Raising but her raising book athletes. is coming out soon called Raising Empowered Athletes, which I can't wait to get a hold of. Um, as we wrap the show, give us a little something, something that's going to be in the book. Um, a lot of what we've been talking about right now, which is tools to help parents so that we can be, we, nobody sets out to like, I'm going to ruin my child. We're all doing the best we can. Right? <laughs> I'm doing the so, best at ruining my child that I can. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but we're trying to, you know, sometimes we get in our own way and then we're getting in our child's way. So similar, bring it full circle to what you talked about with Cesar Milan. And I love his quote too, which is, I don't really train the dogs. I train the parent, the, you know, the owners. Mm-hmm. It's similar. I do a lot of work with the, with the athletes, but a lot of times I need to talk to the parents and mm-hmm. say, really, the only thing you need to do, oh, she's this and she's that and she's in her head. And if you would just back off, she be fine. Give back her a lollipop. Off. Just yes. stick a lollipop yes. in her mouth. You know what? We're gonna have your. We're gonna get you lollipops with the title of your book, <laughs> and that'll be go. a promotional tool when it comes out. We it. can't wait Suck to hear it. more Suck from you Suck when it. that comes. We'll have to have you come back. But let's uh, do our little grab bag. Yeah, word of the word day. Of the word. Word By the way, I love the oh, I commitment was such a big theme here because that was our word of the day last season. Yeah, oh, it was. That was our last. Oh, aha. goal! No way. Goals. That, that is, is crazy. The word of the day. That's our word Goal? of the day. Goals. 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 What's oh, the wonderful. first thing that comes to your mind when you hear goals? That's that we're coming up on a time, and it's always a good time. But one of the things I do with my athletes and myself and my family, actually, a great thing to do, I think, on New Year's Eve, and in my mind, New Year's Eve is overrated. So I always. Yes drag my teenagers and my husband to the table and we do a vision board for the year, which is what do I want to bring into my life that I, I, you know, I may have just an idea. Is it writing a book? Is it making new friendships? Is it getting onto a team? Is it getting into a certain school? But we sit around the table and cut out pictures and draw and talk. And I have an exercise actually I can share with you um, around a vision, uh, a vision board, like a balance wheel where you evaluate every part of your life. And then you set intentions around what do you want to bring into, into being? I believe what we focus on expands. Uh So, 
good and bad. So if mm -hmm. you're putting a bunch of, well, this isn't going to happen oh. and that's not going to happen, guess what? You get more of that. But when you actually say, gosh, I'm focused on creating this, and I'm willing, it might take, I don't know if you know Angela Duckworth's book, Grit. Grit is about perseverance towards a long-term goal. So something over time, I'm not talking about I want to lose five pounds by tomorrow. I'm talking about I might, it might take me five years to make that team. It may, might take me X number of years to, to learn this skill. But when you're willing to, to delay gratification and say, this oh, is something I really want one. and I'm willing to work hard, mm -hmm. good yeah. things will happen. I think that's oh, such a valuable, so such a valuable lesson. And I think delayed gratification is extremely difficult to come by these days. Because everything you want so is convenient. right there. You want it. You look it up. You order it. It shows up. You have it. Change the station. Change the picture. Change the image. Like my hair? Thanks. Just bought it. <laughs> my lashes. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's like, everything is oh, satisfaction. It's really so important. And that's what we keep talking to our kids about. I keep talking and then sometimes it's, it's, it's hard. Because everything is right there. If I could share one little story. So please do. Middle son is on the high school varsity basketball team, and one of his buddies, who's been on the team since freshman year, always small, would make the team but never would really play. But he's been grinding, grinding, grinding. Last year, he didn't really even get on the floor in the varsity team. But he's, he was the kid who would get in the game, get in the car after the game, and even though we lost, yeah, but you had this great shot. He didn't even get on the floor. But he was like, oh, but, but you did this well, and you did that well, always cheering everybody else on. We just, the team just started their, their senior year and they have a new coach. And that coach said, this kid is a winner. He said, I will help this kid play at the next level chill. if he wants. He's only six Love feet that. tall, but he's taught himself how to jump. He's been working on his jumping. He's been working on his attitude is bigger than the gym. Attitude. That this coach is like, maybe he's not going to play D1, but he'll play if he wants to play. Yeah. Right. That's the type of delayed gratification. Oh, I want to be on varsity. I want to be on varsity as a freshman. It's not happening. I'm not playing. And I have one of his other buddies who quit last year because he figured, well, I'm going to get cut anyway. Oh, mm. wow. That's such a defeatist. What we focus a, on expands. It happens. Yes. So true. That's a great story. To being a motivating team player and to have that attitude and and, and, and think spread it. it. translates to life. Exactly. Think about that skill spread in the, the boardroom someday. The think about that skill on the on whatever, on dating, like mm -hmm. understanding that it isn't always going to go your way and being the person who can not only take that personally and also help others get through that trauma. And you're not always going to score. Yeah. Dating <laughs> either. Goals. Are we going to take, <laughs> what's, what is goals? Yay. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kirsten. Well, we could talk to you forever. We love you. I feel like I just got like the biggest cup it. of coffee. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm empowered. That was a great workout. It was a great workout. <laughs> I feel so good. And I am going to zip it. I'm, I'm going to get our lollipop. This mm -hmm. is a big weekend for me. Sugar free though. Just zip it. Those teeth healthy. Back off, parents. That's that's it. <laughs> I, you know, I, you think you're doing your kids good, but you, like you said, you could be harming them in ways that you don't really realize. How you know? Get the Rehabilitate. Listen Rehabilitate the podcast. Those Listen to the podcast. There we go. So follow <laughs> yep. you. Also, you've got places. Can we follow you? Do you have an Insta? Yeah. Kirsten so Jones coaching. Kirsten Jones coach. coach. Kirsten I'm on Twitter, Jones Kirsten Jones Inc., uh, LinkedIn, all of them. You can find me everywhere. We will, <laughs> and we shall. We will and seek my, you out. And on my website, you can go on there, kirstenjonesinc.com, and find my podcast. You can find you know, speaking gigs that I might have coming up. If you want me to come speak to your school, to your 
women's group. I do lots of that type of stuff too. I work with the teams. I work with individuals, parents do you do and corporate? athletes. Corporate? Do you do corporate I speaking? Do corporate, yes. And mm. all of that. I think I about yeah. sports prepare you for that too. Like yeah. if you're a public speaker, all eyes are on you. You're playing volleyballs, you know, all eyes are on you're you. Sports really do set you up it for a lot It is a metaphor life. for life, for yeah. sure. Yes. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Yay. Thanks, Kirsten. Thank you. Kirsten Jones, everybody. Goal. She thank was you. a goal. She was a home run. She was a touchdown. Thank you for joining us You're now today. in the friend zone forever. Yes. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Did you like what you heard today on our podcast? Or did you like what you saw on our vidcast? Were you watching? How about sending us a comment <laughs> or suggestion on any topic you want us to talk about? We'll have new episodes every Tuesday. Please join in the conversation on our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Instagram. You can download our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. See you next time on Friendsome and Then Some.